Welcome to episode 15 of Listen, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Molly Doyle. And I'm Jasmine Doyle. So, back at it. Back at it for a Christmas special. Yeah, a Christmas special and a kind of different kind of episode to one that we've done in a while. Yeah. This is kind of like old school Listen. It is. (laughs) Yeah, very exciting. Yeah, so as Jesse mentioned, this is our Christmas special. So do you want to explain what we're going to do for our yeah. Christmas episode? So we thought in order to celebrate Christmas and all of the Christmas episodes that have been on Doctor Who, we'd do a kind of superlatives game. So we have a whole load of little superlatives like best episode, best villain in a Christmas episode, whatever. Like we'll we'll go through and bring our own answers and discuss some fun Christmas vibes. Yeah, we're calling this our own Doctor Who Christmas award show kind yeah. of vibe. So <laughs> that's what we're going for. Um, yeah, and we have quite a lot of categories, so there's quite a lot of things to discuss. Yeah. So it should be kind of fun. I think we were saying earlier, we're not 100% sure of some of our answers, so some of these might be a little bit on we the fly. We may be discussing as we go along. Maybe I'll settle on a new answer. You could convince me of something different. Yeah, I think that's part of the fun. Exactly. I think the thing is with a lot of these Christmas episodes is that some of them are really familiar and some of them I'm not that familiar with and I haven't yeah, seen them loads the of times. Yeah, so it's like a weird mix. Yeah. But I guess before we jump in, we could do one of our normal overviews and what do you generally think of the Christmas episode? I think they're always a lot of fun. I always enjoy the Christmas episodes. I'm excited that it's actually been confirmed that they're bringing them back. Ah. I don't know if you knew that. So no. very happy about that. It's always been, I feel like it was a staple of our Christmases as kids. Christmas yeah. Day, gather round for the Doctor Who special. So I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah, it's something very nostalgic about, especially the RTD ones. Exactly. I feel like they're not always necessarily, like, the best episodes from, like, an objective, like, hmm, this is really clever and thought-provoking. Like, often they're just a bit of, like, a silly romp. But that's kind of what you want at Christmas time. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, shall we jump in then? Shall we? Yes. Okay, so our first category, our first award, is the best episode. So best Christmas episode. Best Christmas episode of Doctor Who. Do you have one? I do. I'm not, like, 100% sure. I think I have two, and I need to pick one. (laughs) Okay, I have two as well. Shall we see if we have the same two? Yeah, okay, yeah. What are yours? Mine... Uh, The Voyage of the Damned and A Christmas Carol. Oh, okay. Mine are The Voyage of the Damned and The Christmas Invasion. Fair. Christmas Invasion is like a very, very nostalgic one. Yeah. But I think as standalone stories, I like the two that I mentioned. Yeah. So what are your reasonings? Why those two? So I think, well, we both said Voyage of the Damned. Mm. Um, I really, I have really fond memories of Voyage of the Damned. I think Voyage of the Damned, although I don't think it was particularly like critically acclaimed, I feel like it had some criticism at the time. Mm. It's just such a, I feel like it's underrated. It's such a fun romp. It's got everything you need. <laughs> I feel um, like we should have a drinking game of how many times the word romp <laughs> is going to come. Up. I know. But it's just like it's it's a lot of fun. It's very Christmassy. It's um got good a good kind of villain twist. The mm. hosts are cool. Um yeah. I think it's got a whole load of good supporting characters. Yeah. And I enjoy the kind of like being picked off one by one aspect. Um that's always fun. Yeah, because that happens in other episodes, but a lot often in like darker episodes yeah that's the thing it's often it's quite like tragic yeah. and this episode is tragic in its own way but it's also uh, <laughs> i'm gonna say it again a romp. <laughs> <laughs> i think it's cool because it's quite an adventure it and is, who doesn't it? always do like advent obviously you know the whole of the thing is an adventure but it's this kind of feels almost like an adventure genre film exactly 
it feels like you're going from like bit to bit as they're climbing through the ship and trying to like get through. Yeah. It's like it's like step by step what what they're going to come up against next, you know? Yeah, and there's like like you say, I completely agree. Like the characters, I think we've talked about this before, but you know, there's so many ensemble episodes that fall a little bit short in Doctor Who because there's yeah. too many characters and they're not memorable. But these ones are memorable, and they and they're all, all very distinct. Different. Like I can, I don't know whether it's just because I've seen this episode so many times, but I I would be able to like tell you every single person in their little crew. You know, do you want to give it a go? Yeah, sure. So <laughs> we have, of course, um, Astrid, Mister Copper. You got um. Um, Foon and what's the other one called? Foon's husband, Foon and Boon or something. <laughs> I can't think of his name. But... You've got Banakafalata, um, and you've got um, businessman. Um, does he have a name? Is it like Rickman? It's, no. it's something like that. I feel like it's yeah. like yeah, it's a businessy sounding name. But all of those are very distinctive personalities. Yeah, so it's like and. It's also interesting with the like who you think's gonna survive till the end, and I remember Russell yeah. kind of saying like he purposely puts the one that you're hoping isn't gonna survive. Yeah, that's survive. in the book. <laughs> yeah, to show like life isn't always what you plan. Even though it's Christmas, that's a bit tragic, but yeah, and it's also got some like I really like the comedy with Mister Copper and his like yeah. knowledge of Earth. That's all wrong, and obviously, exactly. of course, we have Wilf as well. Yeah, we see Wilf. Um, I I do I think Max Capricorn is quite cool as a little like yeah. ominous um kind of figure throughout until you kind of reveal he's a little head in a trolley. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan. Also, some of the action sequences, like that one on the bridge where they're all yeah frisbeeing the halos, that's really really cool. No, it is. It's cool. Big fan. Yeah, and of course Kylie. Kylie, yeah, she's a good character, Astrid as well. Yeah, she is. She is. And what about Why A Christmas Carol? What do you like about that one? A Christmas Carol, I think, I find it really kind of like magical and whimsical and has that kind of like Christmassy feeling of like, oh, the wonder of Doctor Who. Um, Yeah. I think it like, I think it's a really good story. It's like a a clever story. I mean, it's following a template that we all know um, Mm. of like, obviously, the Christmas Carol with the three ghosts. Um. But I just think it's, again, it's something where I feel like you're being carried along through it. It's never, like, boring. You're going from thing to thing, and it's always interesting. You don't know what's going to be past, present, future. You kind of know the general synopsis of where it's going to go. But it's it's just nice. It's And also, it just makes sense, because it's like a, it's a story, a Christmas story, that's basically about time travel. So it just makes sense that they would adapt yeah. that to Doctor Who. Um Again, I think the the cast are really good. I think like Michael Gambon's really good character, and mm. you kind of I think it's not like a caricature of like a. He, at first, he seems like a caricature of a villain, but you do yeah. kind of see the layers to him as time goes on. I'm a big fan. Also, the I really enjoy the like visuals of like the fish in the air. Yeah. The, again, that's the kind of magical whimsy of it all. Yeah, I really like it. It's a good point. Do you have thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I do really like that episode. I think the only thing that, like, puts me... Well, not really puts me off, but, like, for me, pulls it down slightly and really raises up the Christmas invasion mm-hmm. is that I completely agree with you that A Christmas Carol is, like, whimsical and magical, but it's also, like, a little bit dark and it feels kind of like... It has a feel of feeling kind of cold. And I guess that's the point because he's, like, a cold old man and I mean it changes but like mm. it doesn't whereas Christmas Invasion feels really warm and Christmassy I do see what you mean I think maybe Voyage of the Damned has like the happy medium of those yeah yeah I do see what you mean I think it's it doesn't have the same like um it, it's not a romp <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very much not a romp it's like it's a bit more of like a drama a Christmas drama yeah um, it's which I really enjoy. I think it's though. like as a as a standalone story. I think it's really really cool. Yeah, but yeah, I can see what you mean, and I think that's probably for me why Voyage of the Damned edges above. Yeah, I mean it's a great episode. Do you want to talk about Christmas Invasion? I mean, yeah, I guess we've kind of touched on it, but the reason I just love the Christmas Invasion is, I don't know. I feel like 
the nostalgia factor, the wholesome, like iconic Harriet Jones, David Tennant's mm-hmm. first episode, like the Tylers, Song for yeah. Ten, all of those it factors is great. are combining. Um, and I mean, it's so important because if that hadn't worked, they wouldn't have done any more Christmas episodes. They might not have even done any more Doctor Who. I mean, they would have done series two, but like, you know, that was a really yeah. big deal. And I think it was pulled off well, I think. And I don't know, I just think, I mean, it's quite simple, really, but I think the threat is very real with, like, ordinary families, all these people standing on the roof, like, you could imagine that happening, and it Mm -hmm. feels very grounded, like, you know, we've talked loads before about, like, Russell and his use of, like, TV in the show, and I think that's cool, and these aliens are new, and it also comes with this idea, I mean, maybe this comes later some of our other categories but I think it fits well in the series yeah like it's a really important episode it's David Tennant's first episode so he's got all these big moments with his like speech on the ship and stuff yeah and yeah I don't know I just the Sycorax are not the most incredible villains of all time but they're also quite memorable yeah I think for me it's yeah that's the thing I I love the Christmas invasion I love the like nostalgia feeling. I think it's like a really funny episode. It's just like it's really good at establishing like the doctor when we meet him. But like yeah, I think the thing that lets it down slightly is is the kind of the Sycorax and the like the overarching like villains like the the with the pilot fish and stuff. I don't think they're particularly interesting but also I don't think it really needs it as an episode it's not yeah it doesn't need like a really like clever villain um it it would kind of detract from it I think if it did yeah like I would say that's probably kind of like the weaker part of the episode no I would agree it's sort of more if you compare the three that we've talked about the Christmas invasion the Christmas invasion is much more your bog standard villain wants to take over earth whereas both Voyage of the Damned and A Christmas Carol have a more interesting, nuanced villain, especially A Christmas exactly. Carol. But yeah, I, I also love The Christmas Invasion. I think it is elite. Yeah, cool. Okay, well, shall we move on? Because yeah, we have lots on. to get through. Yeah. <laughs> so our next one is the worst Christmas Ooh. episode, which is kind of sad. Yeah, we won't talk too long on our worst episode no. because we're, we're not... Yeah, we're not very negative people. But do you have one? I have two that I wrote down that I wasn't really sure, but I feel kind of bad picking either of them. Say it. I have one down. Okay, I wrote The Next Doctor mm-hmm. and The Return of Doctor Mysterio. Fair. See, I have The Return of Doctor Mysterio as well, but I also yeah. kind of agree on The Next Doctor too. <laughs> yeah. Why do you say The Return of Doctor Mysterio? <laughs> To be honest, I do need to rewatch the Return of Doctor Mysterio. Like, I don't, I don't remember it very well. I think I've only seen it once. <laughs> like, yeah. actually, um, so like, I'm not a big expert on it, but it's just not overly memorable. I think it's a bit um, Americanized. Yeah, like it feels a bit like like Torchwood Miracle, where they're like obviously not like Miracle Day. It's very like. It's, it's light as opposed to dark miracle day but it feels like that like feeling of like it doesn't feel as doctor who in essence perhaps yeah i think that's a really good point i think it it feels and especially in the context of it being a christmas episode where we don't have a companion we don't have it especially that one it's not part of a series really it's kind yeah. of a standalone like it feels kind of unmoored from the doctor who universe yeah true whereas the other ones that we mentioned feel very much like in doctor who exactly whereas this one feels a little bit more like it's a cool story that's sort of floating alongside it just doesn't feel that connected and mm. yeah i mean i also need to rewatch. It. i definitely do need to rewatch because i do remember enjoying it like i'm not like really against it yeah i just think maybe compared to the rest of these it's not it doesn't really stand out as anything special yeah, but I would like to rewatch because I do remember quite enjoying. I think I remember quite enjoying the main guy with his yeah. like nanny secret job or whatever is happening. Um, I can't remember the villain overly well with the like half head situation. No, we'll, we'll have we'll have a rewatch. But yeah, I can yeah. see why that would be maybe at the bottom of our list. But also the next Doctor, um, it's just 
it's just a bit underwhelming, <laughs> I it think. Is. And I think, you know, it's riding off of, if you think of the context of where it comes, it's yeah. riding off of the Stolen Earth and Journey's End. That's the thing about it. And then you come to the next Doctor and it's sort of, it's a cool concept, but it's a little bit beyond the gimmick of the fact that he's not the next Doctor. Yeah. It's just a bit, oh, Cybermen, oh, Victorian England. Yeah, you know. and I'm not particularly enthralled by, like, the lady villain, um, yeah, Miss Hannigan, whatever qu- she is. <laughs> is that her name? Um, yeah, she's quite Hartigan, Miss Hartigan. Hartigan. She's quite, it. like, a stereotypical archetypal female villain with, like, yeah. her red lipstick and her, exactly. like... You know. I don't, yeah, I just I don't think it's anything particularly special. It's not bad, as you said, like, the kind of gimmick of it is quite, like, interesting. Mm. Um, and it actually does have some vaguely, like, quite sentimental moments, kind of as Jackson Lake is realising he's not who he thought he was, and, like, yeah. it can be quite interesting, but it's just not, not the one. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, so that should that be our end of worst step discussion? Yeah, and I also would happily rewatch both of those. Oh yeah, I want to rewatch both of them. Like I, I would happily. They're not bad episodes. I would argue that none of Doctor Who is that bad. <laughs> They've got Peter Capaldi and David Tennant in. Like, exactly. They're not going to be bad. <laughs> exactly. So, shall we go for our next award? Yeah. Do you want to introduce this one? So we have most Christmassy episode. Most Christmassy episode. I feel like this is a complicated one. There's a, quite a few that it could be. Yeah. What do you think then? I said Christmas Invasion. Just because there's, they've got invasion. Santas and like a killer Christmas tree and like that, all that sort of thing. It's like, and you've got the kind of like Christmas dinner at the end, Christmas yeah. song for 10. It, it does feel, because it's Christmas on Earth, like with the family it kind of feels the most Christmassy to like us who experiences Christmas on earth with family you know that's right. the kind of thing about it because some of the others are Christmassy in nature but like less kind of relatable you know yeah I completely agree and I think also because it was the first one it it could be the most obviously like if you think about Russell writing that episode, he was like, right, I'm going to write a Christmas Doctor Who. For all he knew, that could be the only Christmas Doctor Who. So, like, Exactly. Throw in all the Christmas. <laughs> and go for like the obvious scenario of like, okay, back with the Companions family, this is the scenario. It's almost exactly the same situation as the people that are watching it. Exactly. Like, whereas every other episode since has had to do something different. Yeah, true. Whereas that one could be like basic Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. Good at. Do you have any other contenders? Because you said there was a few that you were thinking. Well, I feel like there's a few that you could say are quite Christmassy. Like, maybe you could say, like, the Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe. They're literally in, like, a snowy Narnia-type place, and it's at Christmas, and they've got their, like, Christmas toys and Christmas presents. Like, that's pretty Christmassy. and don't they climb through a present? Yes, they climb through a present to get into, like, Narnia. There's, like, Christmas trees. The kind of villain is the trees no they're not they're the wood people but like you know it's like and it's all again it's about like family reuniting for christmas it's got that kind of feeling so maybe something like that is i would say pretty christmassy yeah last christmas or the snowmen are quite christmassy last christmas you've got father christmas you have so that's so you know there's yeah there's quite a few that are quite christmassy Mm. of course there would be because it's christmas like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> there are a few contenders. Cool. So, in opposite to that, we have the award for least Christmassy. I think there's one that's quite clear, I would say, here. Okay. Do you have, what do you have? I have one, but now I'm thinking of another one. Oh, okay. I Maybe I haven't thought deeply enough about it. Um, but I, I would say the end of time. Oh, I wasn't thinking one. of that. Either of those. <laughs> really? The end of time? What is Christmassy about the end of time? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the end of time isn't Christmassy if I think about it. Like, th- like you could kind of count on one hand the, like, Christmassy references. Yeah. I guess it's just, like, the noble family kind of gather briefly at Christmas. And then, That's like... That's so true. But, like, and Wolf wears, like, reindeer ears. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know why I didn't think of that. Maybe what did, what were think... you thinking of? I was thinking of The Return of Dr. Mysterio. Oh, fair. Yeah, that's also not very Christmassy. Yeah, but that wasn't even the one I wrote down. The one I wrote down was The Husbands of River Song. Uh, uh yeah, yeah, I, guess I can see that. It's not really Christmassy either. It's not really, is it? That's very true. I hadn't really thought about either of those. Um, because I was just like, yeah, end of time. But that's very true. Yeah, but I think you're right with the end of time in a way, and I think the reason is kind of least Christmassy in a way goes hand in hand with like darkest. Yeah, exactly. It's because it's literally it's such, and also because it's part one of an episode, it can't even yeah. like tell a Christmassy story because it's just like an overarching the Doctor's dying situation. Yeah, and it, I mean, it was doing a completely different thing to these other Christmassy episodes. The other ones are providing like some light-hearted entertainment, one-off standalone story. This is just a big, climactic, dramatic conclusion to the Tenth Doctor's era, and it just so happens that it's at Christmas, and it's at exactly. Christmas so that it can get a big audience, so that it can yeah. have a cliffhanger for part two. Do you know? It's not like anything. So yeah, I think that's probably the least Christmassy. But I do actually agree with yours now that I'm thinking about it, because like I'm trying to think about like the Husbands of River Song, for example. And apart from the fact that it's like snowing, there's not that much Christmassy about it. Is there? Apart from I no. guess they're like at a Christmas kind of party. Boat, not boat. Oh, yeah. Spaceship. Is that a Christmas party? I feel like it is, but maybe it's not. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, so I agree. Good okay. good contenders there. I feel like all of these are ending with us being like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll have to go through and pick a ultimate. Or maybe we don't have the energy for that. We can see. <laughs> so. Next one. This next one, we have best companion in a Christmas episode. So is that kind of companion of the week or companion, full-time companion in that episode? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I think it's kind of tricky. I've gone for Wilf, but I don't know if that's because I'm like still really thinking because we did that whole episode about Wilf. Yeah. So like it's in my mind. No, Wilf is a good one. I always approve of Wilf. What did you say? I've said um, Clara in The Snowman. Oh, yeah. Because I actually really like Clara in The Snowman. I think, like, Victorian Clara... As I was reading a Twitter thread the other day, actually, about how everyone is like, Victorian Clara is the most interesting Clara. Like, she should have been the one to travel with the Doctor, really. I've seen that a lot. Yeah, lots of people wanted her to be the main companion, and I'd completely forgotten that. That's so true. She's really interesting. She's really, like... The way she switches between her kind of double life as, like, a kind of cockney barmaid and like a rich governess you know like it's yeah she's interesting she's she's got that clara spark of like she's clever and she's on it but she's somehow got a bit more maybe just more personality yeah i i kind of agree to be honest and yeah i think i actually probably would change my answer because i'm thinking wilf is like iconic in that two part of i think he's actually more iconic in part two that's kind of true, because I also agree, like, Wilf is amazing. But when you think about Wilf's best moments, maybe not yeah. so many of them would be from that. And I mean, if you think about Clara as well, it's like, in that episode, she also dies. And it's like, so she's got a whole arc. Yeah, it's a big part of the, like, impossible girl storyline. I remember, yeah. like, watching that for the first time and being like, oh, my God, this one's dying too. I was like, why are they all dying? Like, I mean, like, what is happening here? <laughs> like, yeah. it was very exciting. And the whole, like, run, you clever boy, and remember. Yeah, exactly. Very cool. It's a cool one. Yeah. Yeah. Right, well, next one, the most rewatchable episode. Mm. I've got two. I've put one down, but I may be swayed easily because I haven't thought that much about it. <laughs> I think mine are kind of obvious. You can probably guess. Are they the same as your best episodes? Yes. <laughs> See, I said the Christmas invasion. Okay. Just for the reasons we've said before, just like nostalgia factor. Yeah, I said Christmas Invasion and Voyage of the Damned, but I actually yeah. think if I had to pick one, I probably would pick Christmas Invasion because I think it's the most like easy watching yeah, it's definitely easy watching. I feel like you can just have it on. Yeah. Have a little yeah. giggle. It's like have on in the background as a, a comfort thing. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely like a comfort episode. Ah, oh, so good. But also, 
maybe it's a catch-22 of it's more rewatchable because we rewatched it the most times. Yeah. That's why we think it's the most rewatchable. Probably. But the fact that we've watched it so many times and we're still happy to keep watching it is a sign that it's rewatchable. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, okay. That was kind of... I don't know why that one came before the last one because we were sort of doing episodes. And now we're on a sort of character actor section. True. So our next category is our best guest actor. I think I need to think about this. Do you have one? Yeah, are we thinking like best performance of a guest actor? I guess so, yeah. I'm just going to have a little scan. Do you want to say yours while I... And you can see if you can convince me. Yeah, I kind of have two. (laughs) Like I (laughs) have for most of these, as it seems. Um, So I think either... Michael Gambon yeah. or Kylie Minogue. Yeah. I mean, Michael Gambon was what I kind of had down, but I was going to think about. I do agree. I think he's really good. Mm. And Kylie Minogue, yeah. She is good. I think she did a really good job of making that character. Like, I mean, I guess it's the character and the actor together. Yeah. But like, she's very likable. She's very memorable. She feels very, like, fleshed out as a character. Yeah, she's one of the ones that people talk about as like, you know, could have been a companion. Yeah. And I guess Michael Gambon is just one of those actors that's like a good actor. Like he's known yeah. for his like acting credibility. Yeah, and I think because his character goes on a journey that gives yeah. him as an actor. You the see the range. To show that range. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. I think... Another mention would be, like, if if Catherine Tate never returned, I would have said Donna in the Runaway yeah. Bride. I feel like you can't really count her as, like, a guest <laughs> after her return. She's not really a guest actor. Yeah, no, that's true. But she but definitely... also interesting. Yeah, she's very, like, memorable as that character on its own. Like, that's yeah. why she came back, was because exactly. partly she made such an impact. Yeah, true, true. So, the next one that we have on here um, is another one that I actually don't know my answer to. (laughs) It's best supporting character. So, I think here we're referring to not, like, the companion of the week, but just a character in the episode who's interesting. Yeah. Who do you have? I feel like I need to branch out a bit more, but also... (laughs) I keep coming back to the Christmas invasion. I think Harriet Jones. Oh, that's true. I hadn't even thought of Harriet Jones. She's iconic. She's pretty great. Yeah, true. Although this episode is the episode where her and the doctor sort of clash. They do. Don't you think she looks tired? Iconic. Kind of cruel. (laughs) Very cruel. (laughs) Um Yeah, she is great. Yeah. I'm just looking down my list trying to see who else I like. Um, Are there any from any episodes we haven't mentioned yet? (laughs) It would be nice to get a little mention. Well, I think there's memorable supporting characters like Lance. Lance is funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, true. Lance is memorable. The other one I would say, but I just really am very vague on the episode, is the woman from Last Christmas. The one Which who woman? knew he was going to be a companion. Shona. Shona. There's quite, I think, again, Last Christmas is one where the kind of crew are quite, like, distinct, interesting people. Yeah. I've just only seen it once, so. Yeah, you should rewatch Molly. It's actually a really good, really good episode. Mm. I'm a big fan of that one. Um, yeah, Shona is a good character. And so are, like, the other women in that. Yeah. Santa. Santa? You're a good character. I was going to say... Yeah, that's who I was going to say. Madge. Claire. Claire. Skinner. Skinner. She's great. She is great. Yeah. That's a good... I do like that one. It's whimsical in the way of a Christmas carol. Yes. Yes, it is. Not all. Not all. King Hydra Flask. <laughs> now we're just listing <laughs> listing characters. Barnable. Barnable. Handles. Handles. Oh, another one I was going to mention, but I didn't quite know where it fitted. Yeah. 
in, maybe I was going to say for best guest actor, but does David Bradley count? Oh, as in in Twice Upon a Time? Yeah. Yeah, true. Because I really like that episode that hasn't been mentioned, but I really, really enjoy oh, it. Oh, so do I. So do I. I love I Twice like Upon a Time. Should have been a contender for best episode. True. It is really good. Yeah, David Bradley. I kind of forget because he feels like he's like, he is the first Doctor now. Like he well, kind he of is. had quite a few like things he's done since then but that was like that was the first yeah because we've seen david bradley like uh, when you think about it he's done a lot of the first doctor yeah he's done an adventure in space and time he's done that episode twice one a time he's just been in the new episode he was in time fracture that we went to see yeah like he's he's been in a lot as the first doctor i like him because he's really good yeah he is really good true a good selection there okay What's next? What about the best villain? Ooh, villain. Um, I put down the master. I also put the master. Because he is so good. Yeah. In the end of time, he's just so, like, deranged. It's like, it really is something else. Yeah, completely. And it's so scary and Mm. so gripping to watch yeah and, like those scenes with him and the doctor in the junkyard thing. yeah exactly so good he's great but then also thinking about it maybe in end of time part two he's even better yeah could be but he is really really great are there any other contenders um i guess villain is that also just like monster like or is it yeah specifically kind of like humanoid villain i think could be monster um i do think the dream crabs are really cool yeah they are cool i think that's really interesting i don't know if they're like a villain as such i guess they are (laughs) they're killing people but like their whole kind of concept is really interesting it's kind of inception like yeah i like that i really need to watch that episode again (laughs) it's really really good um yeah i'd say those Maybe, maybe the best like kind of monster. Mm. And also, and I guess another good villain is um, Kazran Sardik. Yes, in a different way. And he's like a—is he a villain? Yeah, exactly. An anti-hero. Anti-hero. Yeah, because there's not really actually a villain in that episode, Christmas Carol. No. Interestingly, there's like a shark. But the shark's not a villain. No. She was just hungry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I like the next one. Okay, what about our 10th category is best quote? Oh, I have a few things I've thought of this because it's it's quite a tricky one because there's like serious quotes and there's like stupid funny quotes. Yeah. Um, And I feel like because because there's a couple of regeneration episodes in these Christmas episodes, you have all the like profound regeneration speeches. Yeah. Um, Can I guess yours? Okay, wait, hang on. I just want to finalize because <laughs> <laughs> there's too many. I can't. Okay, I've got like, I guess, yeah, I guess I've got three. I think actually I've got four. Okay, I'll tell you what I would guess one of yours would be. Okay. Um, is that when you think about it, <laughs> we're all <laughs> different people all through our lives. And that's okay. That's good. <laughs> gotta keep, gotta moving. keep moving. So, so long, long as, as you, you remember, remember all, all the, the people, people that, that you used, used to be. be. Ah, so good. Yeah, that's up there. Yeah, there's a few really, aren't there? Yeah. There's a lot of good quotes in Doctor Who. What else do you like, then? For, like, funny quotes, I love, I'm going to get killed by a Christmas tree. (laughs) That was on my list, too. I feel like that's so iconic. I don't know if that's just so iconic to us, or if it's generally iconic. I don't know, but I think about it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Me, too. Uh, that episode has loads. What about yeah. that? It's a fad in hand. <laughs> True, yeah. True. And kind of the whole, the doctor's whole speech with like the big red threatening button. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of funny moments. The Lion King reference. Yeah. Sycorax strong, Sycorax mighty, Sycorax rock. rock. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the don't you think she looks tired? Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Another pretty iconic quote is in Voyage of the Damned that whole I'm the doctor I'm 903 years old from the constellation of Kesturban you know like that whole bit that's pretty like iconic 
is. And then also, obviously, Peter Capaldi's regeneration speech. You yeah. Know, all the laugh hard, run fast, be kind. Doctor, uh, I let you go. And then, of course, as well, River Song. Oh, I love uh, the like Derillium stuff. Yeah, is very emotional. Some of those and like River's speech. We've discussed this in the River Song episode. Um, but yeah, like River's speech on the ship when she like then realizes the Doctor's like standing there with her. Beautiful. Yeah, and the Doctor's speech to her at the end of the episode when they're like looking at the singing towers. Yeah, like, there'll always be a song or whatever. Ah, oh, so good, <laughs> so good, so many good quotes. There what are an episodes. What yeah. a series of episodes. I know. Shall we move on? Yeah. Right, so our next one is our funniest episode. And Mm. as an honourable mention, perhaps any funniest moments. Um, What contenders do you have for this category? For funniest episode, I've written down The Runaway Bride. Oh, okay. Good choice. Because I just think it's that banter between the doctor and donna which is just really entertaining to watch there's just a lot of really funny moments that episode um it's just fun it's silly you know when they're like segueing along and like it's just it's just a comical just like some of it's just funny that like maybe it isn't even supposed to be fun just like the empress of the Ragnos is just funny <laughs> Lance is funny. Exactly. Lance is kind of funny. (laughs) It's just... It's funny. It's just entertaining. And the whole kind of wedding, like, just awkwardness of, like, their wedding party going on, like, without them. And, like, it's just... Yeah. It's just an entertaining time. It's a a romp. (laughs) It's a romp, right? (laughs) That's true. What do you have down? Um, I had the husbands of River Song, which yeah. is kind of cringe, it's, but also see, that's the thing. It's another one that's like kind of like so unfunny that it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think some of it is like cringy and like a bit far, but then some of the the dynamic between Twelve and River is really yeah, funny. Exactly, and like it's similar. To, I mean, it's not the same as Ten and Donna, but it is in a way like a similar they have sort the of the same vibe. kind of quick banter. Yeah, and I just can think of so many funny little moments. Like my favorite bit is probably like the Sonic trowel, and then oh yeah, that's really <laughs> when, he, when he gives her a screwdriver, and he's like, "The trowel was just embarrassing." Yeah, oh, twelve is so uh, funny. I love twelve. Yeah, yeah, but then it's like some of the like stuff in the episode just like isn't funny, but then like is kind of funny. Like it's like the like Nardole. And like King Hydra flights, it's like stupid, and like it's, it's kind of not funny. But like, if you just embrace it, then it is funny. Exactly. I think it's like it's definitely supposed to be a lighthearted comedic yeah. episode. You kind of yeah, like you say, you have to kind of embrace it and roll with it, and then you'll enjoy it. Yeah. If exactly. you have got too critical an eye, you're gonna think it's. If silly you're trying to not. like think about it from like hmm, the comedy like think about like clever comedy like it's not clever yeah it's like stupid but it's 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 just entertaining isn't it yeah good time i also think the christmas invasion is quite comedic it is actually yeah very funny another good one cigarettes strong cigarettes like <laughs> yeah. cigarettes rock and like yeah. the satsuma and everything yeah it's just it is funny all of jackie's stuff like the do you need oh, a sandwich do you need a yeah i was gonna say we didn't mention that part earlier in quotes but that's funny. iconic too Ah, okay. What's next? Scariest episode. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Um, I put Last Christmas. Oh, okay. It's pretty spooky. Yeah, it is. All these kind of dreams within dreams, and especially the kind of stuff with Clara, as she's mm-hmm. kind of trapped in a dream. Yeah. And coming off the like death of Danny Pink, it's quite impactful. Mm. Yeah, I suppose that's I because really she's like that. clinging on to that tiny bit that's left of him, even if it's just a dream, and it's quite scary as her brain is being like rotted away, but she's like lulled into this sense of security by Dream Danny. So I think it's spooky. Yeah, and it's scary that whole kind of bit at the beginning as they're like trying to walk past without thinking about the dream crabs. Do you remember that? Yeah, 
they like if they think about them then they get noticed so they have to try and like go through without thinking and they will start getting up out of bed and like walking towards them it's it's very spooky oh it sounds spooky and i can't really remember it but it sounds spooky it is <laughs> what did you have down um scary in a different way the end of time part one yeah um another one that sort of gave me spooky vibes was the snowman i was thinking that too um yeah what's his name again simeon yeah simeon that whole kind of bit where he's kind of like possessed by the snow at the end Mm. that's spooky yeah and like the governess is kind of scary yeah the ice governess and i think victorian england is always kind of scary yeah i don't know yeah and yeah, and the end of time is just like the master, the threat of the master is scary. Yeah, the master is scary when he like, he's like eating people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like flashing into a skeleton as well. I know. <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah. Right. Should we go on to something lighter? Or not necessarily lighter, but yeah, the next one, which is the most emotional episode or the most emotional moment. Mm. a lot of contenders again a lot of contenders yeah um well it's a tricky one really i kind of think i put down the time of the doctor yeah i did too i do think that has a lot of emotional weight to it it feels very like because he's like aging so much it just feels very like long and like drawing towards the end of like a big like i don't know about you but Eleven's era feels really long yeah, it really does. It feels, and I think because he spans so much time compared to like 10, just in terms of like their time they've aged in the show. Yeah, exactly. The 10th Doctor only ages like three or four years. Yeah. This Doctor ages like thousands of years. So like, it's like <laughs> kind of ridiculous. Um, so it yeah. just feels like this man has like been around for such a long time and we're like finally like saying goodbye. Yeah, and also the way that episode is structured, it's almost like, it's not a one-man show. It's not like Heaven Sent, but it kind of almost has those vibes of it being like yeah. Matt Smith's chance to, you know, he's the star. I mean, he's obviously the star already, but do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, definitely. And his final monologue is obviously really iconic. And even like the kind of speech he has to like never tell me the rules. Like, yeah, or, with the like, Time Lords. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even some of the moments with like handles and he's just kind yeah. of like talking to his, like it's it's... It's sad. It's got got a lot of emotion. Yeah, that's definitely an emotional one, I would say. Yeah. Also, in a similar vein, I feel like Twice Upon a Time. Twice Upon has... a Time, exactly. Very similar. And if you think about Twice Upon a Time, you've got the Twelfth Doctor grappling with his desire to die, you know, and yeah. versus regenerate. And then you also... On top of that, have like the closure with Clara, him getting mm-hmm. his memories back about Clara, and, and like, the Bill. closure with Bill. So like, there's so much in that episode. Yeah, that's emotional with the companions and the Doctor, and it's so char- there's so many character emotional moments. It's quite intense, <laughs> for sure. It's an emotional one, and you kind of because you've got like the first Doctor there, you have that kind of just feeling of like passing of time and like. Yeah. Regenerations is that general kind of like, oh my god, this has come so far, this show, and it has that kind of feeling with it. Yeah, exactly. And then there's kind of two more that I would want to raise quickly. Which ones? One, I mean, we've kind of touched on one or both of them already, but one is Derillium and River. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. emotional. When they find out how long a night is on Derillium and they get to spend exactly all that time, it's like it's very moving. Yeah. And it's a fitting, like, because it's a send-off to River Song, it's kind of... Right. In the same way that the regenerations are emotional, it's like, that's our goodbye to that character, who is such a staple of Doctor Who. Yeah, definitely. And I think I think it's, it's a bit of a different one, isn't it? Because I feel like the time of the Doctor and Twice Upon a Time are kind of, like, not, like, dark episodes, but they're not as light-hearted as the Husband's River Song. So yeah. the Derillium is more of a juxtaposition, it whereas is. the other ones are more, like, a whole episode that's emotional in a way yeah um i would just maybe touch on um for an emotional moment like the voyage of the damned we have quite a few quite emotional deaths oh yeah actually despite it being such a romp um like <laughs> you have 
Foon um, throws herself off after, like after her husband. Like that's quite tragic. <laughs> Whose name we still um, don't remember. Poor Bally Havilada. Um Yeah. Cyborg. You know, he never got to take Astrid on a date. And then, of course, Astrid sacrifices herself. Yeah. And she drives herself off the thing. And they're, they're all very, like, quite dramatic, long deaths as they, like, fall yeah. to their deaths. It's, it's yeah. quite emotional. And they're quite, like, loved characters in the context of that episode. Mm, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. So I would say that. Oh, I have one more contender for emotional moment. Yeah, what's In that? a different way. I want to say, I just want to give another shout out to the Song for Ten scene. Yeah. <laughs> emotional and not like a sad emotional, emotional. Well, like a, oh. is, yeah, emotional, happy. He's choosing his outfit. He's becoming the doctor. Yeah. And, and then also family. The family and the Christmas dinner. And the... Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. Very true. I just feel like never miss a chance to shout out my fave song. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're getting to the end now. Got mm-hmm. a couple more. Here we have best fit with the series. So is that kind of like in line with the other episodes in the series? It feels like it fits into that series. Like it feels like yeah, it's I think part so. of it. Yeah. I found that kind of hard. I put... And yet again, we, this is clearly the most talked about episode we have on here. I thought the Christmas Invasion. <laughs> if you're considering yeah. it as like part of series two. Yeah. Um, it really does feel like the beginning of series two. Like it feels like. Mm. And it's just so in line with like, it doesn't feel like it's a. I don't know. It just feels part of it. It's very cohesive with the rest of the series. Yeah. No, it definitely does. I think. Yeah, it's, it's a funny one, isn't it? The Christmas episodes are weird because it's like, do they come at the end of the series or the beginning of the next one? I think that one definitely comes at the beginning of the next one. Yeah. But then a lot of them I think of and I think of them as the end of the one before. Yeah. For some reason, psychologically. But I think you're really right and I think it sets up the, the ten rows dynamic. It does. And it like flows perfectly into New Earth. Like you can't, you know, it fits Exactly. Really well. And like New Earth doesn't feel like the beginning of the series in the way that Christmas Invasion does. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I would say that. Um, it's a good choice. Yeah. Yeah, I actually said, I don't know if I agree with it or not. I said the snowman because... I guess because it is in the middle of a series. <laughs> but it doesn't really go with the first part, but it kind of does go with... But it co- with... bridges the gap, sort of. Mm, you're right, because it's the Doctor in mourning about Amy and Rory, and he's like up in the clouds and it's carrying before we have like a new full-time companion it gives you a kind of another like a kind of in-between enigma Mm. so she's like it's carrying on with someone you we already met sort of yeah so it's bridging that gap between like someone we've kind of met and bridging the gap between that person then becoming the next companion for the rest of the series Mm. um sort of yeah cool and then our final category, the most integral to the show. What do you think? I would say it probably has to be some of it, like one of the regeneration-y kind of either like twice upon a time, time of the Doctor, end of time kind of vibe. Because it's like, yeah, those are such like integral parts of the story of the character of the Doctor. I agree. In a way, I want to say the time of the Doctor. Yeah. Because... Isn't like that's where they break the regeneration pattern. I mean, as it and turns out, you know. And thinking about it, actually, now that I think about it more, the time of the Doctor wraps up, whether it wraps up well or not, it wraps up like so much kind of ongoing the kind of the 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 Doctor's name, that kind of thing. It wraps up the yeah. crack in the wall, like it it wraps up the silence. Yeah. It wraps up all these like ongoing threads of that era, so it like really is very, mm. very integral. Yeah, and then I guess in the same regard, sort of the the t- twice upon a time, because you have that meeting of the two doctors, like it's so mm. integral because it's so encompassing of true the two, you know, umbrella eras of the show, and you kind of have it like linking back with like the Brigadier, yeah, um, and like Bill. It's all very yeah. Oh, I don't know. also another emotional moment is that football match. 
Oh, true. I forgot that was in Doctor <laughs> Who. <laughs> yeah, with like the Christmas thing. True. Which is a real true. thing. That's emotional. Yeah, it is a real but... thing. But that's that's true. Emotional. I forgot about that part of the episode. Yeah, so did um, I actually. And then I guess maybe a nice way to round off is the other Integra episode. <laughs> the Christmas the Invasion. Christmas <laughs> that's definitely been mentioned the most times. But, <laughs> but yeah, it is Integral. Because it starts off the Christmas everything. Yeah. And kicks off the 10th Doctor, who's arguably still the most popular Doctor. He's coming back now in Whoa. 2023. So Yeah. I was really hoping for a Christmas episode. Me too. This year. It's pretty tragic. It's okay. We'll just have to rewatch all of these ones. Yeah, I actually kind of want to do a marathon of them all. Yeah. Oh, I have a new surprise bonus last question. Yeah. Which one do you most want to watch right now? Or like, say this weekend you're going to watch one. Oh, um, ooh, I'm kind of feeling. Or like a top three that you want to watch. Yeah, um, I'm feeling Last Christmas. I want to watch Last Christmas Just because too. I think it's really good. <laughs> and like, yeah. I haven't seen it. So because it's like, it's not one of our classic nostalgia ones. Mm. I haven't seen it so many times. I don't like know it off the back of my hand. So it'd be quite more interesting. Um, yeah. But then I also do kind of fancy some classic nostalgia, so I kind of fancy like Voyage of the Damned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I feel like I do want to watch one of the ones that we said we haven't really watched. Like, I kind of want to watch, even if I don't like it so much, The Return of Doctor Mysterio or something, just because I feel like yeah. I feel like I should. Same. And I also kind of want to watch The Doctor, The Widow and The Wardrobe. Oh, so do I, actually. Good <laughs> shout. I don't feel like I need to watch The Christmas Invasion. No. Even though we said it's the most rewatchable. Yeah, I do. I, I kind of want to watch them all, though, actually. Yeah, well, maybe we should. Okay, well, I think that brings us to the end of the episode. That was a lot of fun. I feel like our little Christmas award show. A lot of love for those Christmas episodes of Doctor Who, yeah. I feel. So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed listening to it. And we will definitely be back with more... Christmas themed content perhaps on the Instagram perhaps. and other episodes um, of Listen to come in the new year we're very hyped yeah and we wish you a very Merry Christmas dear listener and a Happy New Year we'll see you next time for another fun Doctor Who discussion thanks for taking the time to listen to listen <laughs> <laughs>